Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. So we're on this journey together. The title of this message is Groundwork. We're going to look at Luke chapter 1. Verse 1 through 25. And it says, verse 15, he, For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. It's, it's possible that he was to take a Nazarite vow. He doesn't say that specifically. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And this becomes apparent later. And I think that this is important to think about. Because Jesus would be in Mary's womb. And when she meets up with Elizabeth, Elizabeth six months pregnant, not a blob, but a child, a living child, who's thinking, who's aware, who's filled with the Holy Spirit, who leaps in her womb when Jesus walks into the room. Jesus newly conceived. So God obviously saw them as viable children inside that womb who had life and purpose and could even react. And I think that's important when we think about when life begins. All the way at the first month to the sixth month, still these children were alive and, and filled with the Holy Spirit. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. That's, that's kind of sad to me. Because here's a people, collectively, who were waiting for their Messiah. And it says the word many, not all. And that's heartbreaking. And actually, it turns out to be not many, but many, but not too many. Uh, he will also go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now, you have to understand that Zacharias, being a priest, was trained as a priest and trained in the scriptures. He would have known the scriptures. He would have known what the Bible said about all these things. And so he would have immediately thought of, of course, Isaiah 40, verse 3, where it says, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And the idea was prepare the ground. You know, prepare. Get every bump out of the road. Get every everything that is, is rough, you know, smooth it out. And, and make everything look beautiful as a king would come into town. There would be a preparation, just like if the president were to come to Emmett. I guarantee you, if, if the president of the United States was going, was going to drive down Washington Street and Main Street, everything would get a fresh coat. All the concrete would be fixed. All the roads would be smoothed out perfectly. They might even repave all the roads before the president got here because it is just one of those things where you want to make the best impression you can as the king or the dignitary comes into town. And that's what John was to do. He was to come and he was to prepare the people as a highway before the Lord that their hearts would be made smooth, that their hearts would be made receptive for the king to come. So not necessarily a road construction thing, but a highway for our God into the hearts of men is really what that means. And in Malachi, the very last phrase in the entire Bible, he quotes this as well. And of course, this kind of has a double fulfillment, one in John and the other one in probably actually Elijah. 
But it says in, in Malachi chapter five, verse six and five, five and six, rather, it says Malachi chapter four, verse five and six, pardon me. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming in the great and dreadful day of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. That's how the Old Testament ends. Lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. That's the last verse in the Old Testament. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> it shows you the difference between the Old Covenant under the law and the New Covenant where the book of Revelation ends with blessing. You know, and, and it's, it's just a it's, you know, difference between the law and the gospel. So it was pretty big news to Zechariah. Pretty big, pretty big information for Zechariah to take in. And this is his response, verse 18. And Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. Again, I love the King James because he says in the King James version, he says, I'm an old man and my wife is well stricken in years. You know, I'm old and she is beat up. You know, she's coming, you know. But, but we'll see, this means that he's doubting this whole thing. And what he's saying Without, maybe without saying it, how will I know these things? He's, he's saying, what proof are you going to give me? What sign are you going to show me that this is going to happen? What he's saying, and we're going to find out later, is I don't believe you. I don't believe you. What proof? How about uh, you were in here by yourself and all of a sudden an angel appeared and then he knew you and your wife and what you've been praying privately for years? Is that enough information? Is that enough proof for you? Apparently not. Apparently not. And maybe Zacharias at this point didn't want this to happen to him. But, but I think that that's the problem is that oftentimes we place limitations on God. You know, we, we do that. I'm too old. You know, I, I don't have what it takes. I, I don't have, I don't have the, the ability to speak, or I don't have the ability or the time to do that, or I don't have the, the finances to do that, or whatever it might be. And we make all these excuses before God. And really what we're doing is we're limiting God. And we're saying, God, no, you can't do that because I can't do that. Does God come to us and say, well, I want you to do this because it's easy for you, you have time for it, and it's convenient? No, he never does that. He always comes with us for things that are too big for us. Things that are so big for us that we can't just do them on our own, but we actually have to learn to trust God and say, okay, God, I know I can't do that, but that's your problem, and so you have to do it for me. You're going to have to do it through me. Because God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called, right? And so when God calls you, and he, he, doesn't, he doesn't give you more, he, he, you know, as the verse, you know, they say God doesn't give you more than you can handle. No, he always gives you more than you can handle, but nothing more than he can handle, right? And so he's going to give you the ability to handle whatever, whatever he brings you to, he will bring you through. And that's what we have to realize when it comes to God. But if we don't, and we dig in, and we say, no way, heck no, I won't go, then you end up wandering for 40 years in the wilderness, Right? You don't want that. And, and so it, it can cost us dear when we don't believe the word of the Lord. You say, well, God's never spoken to me. Well, have you opened your Bible? Have you read what it says in the Bible? If you have, then God has spoken to you. And when God tells you something, you're reading through the word or you're sitting in a sermon, you're listening to the word of the Lord and you're hearing these things, the word of the Lord to you. And you say, okay, great. What God wants you to do, wants me to do when we read his word is to put the things I'm reading into practice. Not just to be a hearer of the word only, deceiving myself, but be a doer of the work, 
right? That's, that's what the Bible calls us to be as Christians, to, to be a doer of the work. And when we are a doer of the work and asking the Lord, what do you want me to do? And then obeying him in that, whether it's repentance, because I'm reading a passage on that, or he just puts on my heart to do a ministry or tell the people or whatever. And when I do that, then I should also expect God to show up in that. And I think that's a big part of it. It's not just doing, oh, I'm supposed to serve, you know, and do it. If you're serving and you're doing it with the heart that you're supposed to have, you're going to see God come through on it because he's going to do things through you that you could never do. And you never know how God's going to show up when you're doing the heart of the Lord and the will of the Lord in your life. And if you don't, it costs you. Verse 19, it says, And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you to bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. This angel doesn't seem to be too happy with him. And, and I can just imagine, he's like, how am I going to know that's going to happen? My wife's old. I, I could just imagine, he's like, I am Gabriel, you know, <laughs> who stands in the very presence of God Almighty. I didn't get a text message and alert, oh, a page, they, oh, go tell him. No, I, I was standing in God's presence and the voice, the mouth of God himself spoke to my ears and said, quick, go down to the temple and give this message to this guy. This isn't some passed on from angel to angel to angel, and I don't know if it's really true. I stand in God's presence. I'm Gabriel. And I can just imagine Zacharias, oh yeah, like Daniel, like the book of Daniel, that Gabriel, oh. Standing in the presence of God. And this is what I have to say to you. Sobering moment for this guy. And he says, so you're going to be mute because you didn't believe you will be mute until every word I said comes to pass. Again, when we hear the word of the Lord, we believe the word of the Lord and we put it into practice. So what's interesting is Zacharias kind of got what he was asking for. Give me a sign. Prove it to me. Okay, shut up. <laughs> you're not going to be able to talk until, this, until your wife has the baby. You're, you're going to be silent. Now, it says that the, in verse 21 that the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he lingered in the temple so long. He's supposed to offer this quick prayer, pour out the incense, come out. And so they're wondering, what's taking him so long? Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.